You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome to the Claret and Blue podcast. I'm joined by a familiar face to the uh, Villa fan community, the YouTube community, uh, Max Stokes. Max, how are you, mate? It's been a while since we've, we've had a chat on a pod. It has, mate. I'm buzzing to be on. Thank you very much for having me. I'm all good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, as the eagle-eyed viewers will see on YouTube and Facebook, Max will be muting himself every so often because he's uh, at his parents' house and having a bathroom done. So there's some drilling and banging and, and all sorts. Yeah, not much I can do about that one. Um, so if you do hear the occasional bang, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, we will we'll soldier on as we go through. Um, I've got 21 questions that we've had submitted on Twitter, uh, the YouTube community tab. Some personal ones, some Villa ones, obviously. I'm going to go through them in a random order. I don't know whether you can see the same tabs I have, but there's 21 little images to my right-hand side that I'm quickly trying to scan through <laughs> of where to start. Um, let's go with departures first. Jack Holt says, what departures do you foresee in the summer? I think there's obvious ones, isn't there? I think I'm probably talking Sanson, the fact that he's not featured in the last couple of weeks. He's he's injured quite often, which could be a telltale sign. Um, just doesn't seem to feature. That's a fairly obvious one. It just hasn't happened for him, unfortunately. Um, Bertrand Traore as well. I just, just dead wood, really, isn't it? I mean, okay, mm. there's potential. They had a really good season last year, but Deadwood, we need to be better than that. Um, the obvious ones as well, out on loan, Trezeguet, El Ghazi, these sorts of players. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, I think there might be a couple of surprise ones that, that people don't really expect, potentially members of the first team squad that, I don't know, we need mm. to generate uh, money for. I, don't, I haven't seen many people say this, but I, I could see potentially Conser going, to be honest, which is a bit of a left field shout. Um, but yeah, I think there's your Deadwood and then there might be a couple of surprise ones, in my opinion. Yeah, I ended up saying concert in a roundabout way. Of we did uh, kind of cancelable opinions a few weeks ago, you know, uh, Villa opinions that we would get cancelled for. And I said that if you were to end up selling one centre back, a lot of people go, oh, Tara Mings, he's rubbish, get rid of him. I wouldn't be surprised if that if you only ended up selling one centre back, that it is concert because he's probably worth more and you reinvest that back into the squad. And as it stands in the last week or so, he's not not starting ahead of Chambers anyway. So yeah, that's maybe not as rogue a shout as you as you might first think. I said these was going to be in a random order, but I'm going to try and keep it semi structured. So we'll go to another departure. So Nathan Melvin, I think this was on YouTube. Should Leon Bailey be sold? When I saw that we were first linked with him, uh, what? over about a year ago I was so so excited um, mm-hmm. because you, you've seen the YouTube show reels of him in Germany scoring absolute screamers his electric his pace was the biggest attribute that we were you know told about his pace is outrageous I've got a, my German exchange partner who I've known for years as a Leverkusen fan and he was saying yeah on his day he's incredible but he's very inconsistent which I know you get with wingers but it's just unfortunate isn't it we just haven't seen it apart from that unbelievable goal and that night against Everton we just, mm. we just haven't seen it. And I get that's down to injuries and things like that. But even when he's got his opportunity recently, Wolves didn't happen. Leicester away didn't really happen for him. And uh, we were all... Oh, there's the deal. Um, <laughs> we, we were all there against Norwich on Saturday where that, that really didn't happen for him. And again, it looks like he's injured. So I don't know. I don't know whether you sell him or you just see what happens in pre-season, see if he can stay fit and uh, take it from there. But I, I probably wouldn't sell him just because we've spent such a ridiculous amount of money on him and you're just definitely not going to get anywhere near that based on what's happened this season. So I'd probably see what happens in pre-season and give him another run out next year. And if it doesn't go well again, 
you've got to think about it. Underrated moment. This one's called doing a Villa. And this one, I think this one was Twitter. Most underrated moment of the season so far. Um, is that going to be a game situation? Is it going to be an underrated goal you can think of? You're on mute, by the way, in case you haven't clocked. Oh, he has clocked yeah. it. Um, <laughs> is there anything you can think of as underrated? Um, not, it's been a very up and down season, hasn't it? So I'm not sure anything comes to me off the top of my head. Obviously, you've got the well-known big moments, the winning away at Man United, um, mm. you know, the Everton win at home, were, were fantastic. And there's, there's many underrated ones. I think Jacob Ramsey's season, that's that's probably not underrated either. Just just little things like that um, that you can look at and say, okay, it hasn't been the best season in the world. It's a, a fairly nothing season looking back on it. But there's, there's little highlights and things you can take away from it, little positives and things like that. But underrated is one you might have to come back on, uh, come back to me on that one. I'll have a little think about the podcast. We might have to come back to it. DJ says, how tall is Max? Apparently he's deceptively tall. So I'd like an actual measurement, please. Do you know how tall you are? I do know how tall I am. I'll come back to that. Um, I don't know if anyone saw my tweet I put out yesterday because somebody tweeted about, oh, they saw Owen, who's on the videos as well, if anyone doesn't know, who's, who's a similar height to me. They saw him out and about and they were like, well, he's deceptively tall as well. Um, I went on a, a stadium tour this morning and Mick Dale knew who I was, the legendary guy oh, who does the tour. He's a legend, isn't he? Um, but even he was like, you're deceptively tall. Like everybody <laughs> mentions it when they say it in real life. They say, oh, you're, you're really, really tall. And we're all tall as well. Everyone is in like the Villain Tour group. We're all mm. over six foot. So um, yeah. I am, I can reveal I'm six foot three. I don't know what. Are you actually? Is. No, you're not, are you? Yeah. What did, why? What were you thinking? I've met you, I've obviously met you a few times, but there was a picture of us when I started working here. I think it was yeah. probably around October, November. I was doing some film outside Villa Park and we had a photo together. And what I seem to remember in that photo. Yeah. Oh, have you grown since then? You are quite Probably. young, I suppose. Yeah, well, you might have grown since then. In my head, I always think that we're a, you're taller, but we're fairly close. I'm five ten, so I thought you might just be six foot. Nah. See, this is where the deceptiveness comes from. I'm six foot three. Yeah, I would never have said six foot. You must have okay, grown. I mean, you probably would have grown in the last three years. To be fair, True. you, you yeah, are when, when you see youngster. me again, you can you can get an official record, and we'll put that on social media and let people see that. Yeah, I, I, okay. Whenever anyone asks, I'll say six foot three. Um, Richard says, even though uh, Max started Villa on tour and is the main man, does he think he is Villa on tour or or, or the others, Ginger, Jamie, Simon, Owen, etc.? Does he count them as part of it or are they like guests coming on? Which I thought was an interesting question, really. Is, is Villa on tour is the brand or is that or is that you personally? I think you can look at it both ways. Um, I think it wouldn't be the same without them, um, 100%, mm-hmm. because, it, you know, if you if you have vloggers on their own, it can be, okay, it's another football vlog. But I think what makes ours quite unique is the fact that we're all good mates. We're genuinely good mates and everyone's good on camera and everyone's up for a laugh and things like that. So in terms of the, the hard graft, it's me filming, editing, doing all that, all that sort of stuff behind the scenes. But when we're out and about and stuff, we're a group and, you know, they definitely make it what it is. So, uh, yeah. Top lads. Uh, there's a question here live from Dean who says, should Finazaz be sent out on loan to a, champ- a championship team next season after impressing at Newport? And I've mentioned that one because we had a similar question. Artline820 said, should Cameron Archer, Keenan Davis, Lou Barry, Finazaz and Kane Kessler Hayden be pushing for first team football next season or do another year out on loan? So there's one, two, three, four, five players mentioned there. You can answer that in any which way you like. Do you think... I mean, some of those will be in the first team contention, I would have thought, and others will go out on loan. Um, what's your take on the next gen of, of Villa? Let's say that's the question. Um, I'll definitely say it's exciting. Um, I can't claim to have watched anything below the championship much this year. So I haven't 
watch much of Finna's eyes at Newport, but was it Young Player of the Year or League Two Player of the Year in general? I think it was League Young Two Player of the Year, I think. Was oh, it? I don't know. I don't know. I Let me Google it. Okay, you do that while I, while I feel. Um, I don't know. It's, de- it's definitely very exciting. I think if if you you know a young player like he is and he's getting these awards in League Two, there's definitely talent there. And like we saw with Kesler Hayden, he had his loan in League Two, clearly impressed, and he went to League One. So. I don't know. I think Keenan Davis, if Forrest go up, I think I'd be more than happy to, to sell him for a decent fee. Probably if, you, if you're touching 10 million, I'd snap your hand off of that. Cameron yes. Archer, I think, is very, very exciting. I think the way he's gone to Preston and pretty much Ted, you know, torn up there, he's scored goal after goal. His finishing is outrageous. It seems like every other week there's a new clip of him on Twitter and Villa fans going mad at him scoring an unbelievable goal at Preston. But I don't know if I'd have him around the first team picture. I'd definitely have him right around the first team picture, but would he get enough game time as, as, you know, as much as I'd like? Whether there'd be a surprise departure in, in terms of up front, Danny Ings or Ollie Watkins, I'm not sure. Um, but I'd like to see more of him. If he gets another championship loan, I'd be, be happy with that as well. Definitely wouldn't be looking to offload him. Um, Kesler Hayden, I wouldn't be surprised if he was around the first team picture as well next year. I think we don't have a, an obvious right back backup choice behind Matthew yeah. Cash. I know we've got Bogard and players like that, but I definitely think Kesler Hayden's probably your top choice behind Matty Cash. So I don't know, that's something for Jared to think about. Do you keep him around the squad or do you get him more football? Um, who was the Was there any other ones? A couple of... Oh, Louis Barry as well. He's doing well, yeah. actually, isn't he? In, in yeah, he is. Um, scoring a few goals. So I don't know. I'd like to see the majority of these these youngsters potentially get another loan or two, and then and then come back and, and see what the crack is in the first team. But I don't know. It depends, doesn't it, with with each individual situation? But it's exciting either way. Yeah, it depends on preseason as well. You, you mentioned Cameron Archer was probably the the biggest star of, of those ones. Of, of got, maybe got the biggest chance of of having a first team impact in in the squad. But if you get to the January transfer window and he's made three sub appearances or something then you loan him out for the, for the second half I don't imagine that's the way of, of doing things yeah. question here from Hidden Villain he says you can only sign one Coutinho on a permanent deal or Tammy Abraham <laughs> who are you choosing and we're not linked to Tammy Abraham I don't, I don't think but that was a nice hypothetical question that I, I enjoyed that's a very very good question it's hard that is that is, well, actually, is it is it okay you've clearly got a name I think I know what you're <laughs> thinking but Again, can't claim to watch loads of Syria this season, but from what I've seen, Tammy Abraham is doing really well at, at Roma. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think, what what do we need more? Do we need that attacking midfielder, that world-class attacking midfielder, or a striker? I'd probably go with Coutinho, to be honest. Although I loved... I lo- oh, he disagreed. I, I love Tammy Abraham. I love what he did. Very, very good player. Very young as well. I think people forget how young he is. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm doubting myself now. Just because Coutinho's turning, what, 30 in the summer? Mm. Abraham, I'm not sure off the top of my head, 23, 24, something like that. Okay, I'll put my neck on the I'll, I'll go with Tammy Abraham. But that, that's a tough one. That is a tough question. Well, you've got Brendia, yeah? who can replace Coutinho, who's not getting minutes. Okay, and you've got Watkins and Ings as well, though. Yeah, but they're struggling, though, aren't they? Well, not struggling, but they've not maybe done what so they should have done. Yeah. So yeah, but I suppose in uh, over the course of the season... If Coutinho plays, I mean, we're right off topic here. Coutinho plays every single game on top form at, at number ten. Mm. How many assists will he get? Same question for for Buendia. If they just flip positions, if Buendia played every single game, how many assists would he get? And then compare those strikers who would score the most goals if they played every single game. Yeah, I see the point you're making. Actually, I just uh, on top form, Coutinho is a level above 
Wendia, I don't think Abraham is a level above Watkins or Ings. Really? So, well, I don't know. I, I haven't seen. Oh, you scared me a bit there. No, I haven't seen Tammy Abraham in the in the Premier League. He had. Oh, to be fair, he did well at Chelsea, didn't he? I think people forget yeah. that he did well at Chelsea in the Lampard. Okay. I think I, I think over I, the course of a think... full season, I think Tammy Abraham would score more goals than Danny Ings and Oli Watkins. Katia and Wendia is a bit of a more of a flip of a coin. I think they both played to the best of their ability every single game. I think Coutinho still edges Wendia, but Tammy Abraham in that scenario is far better than Ings and Watkins, especially think, Ings, who's going to be 30 in a few weeks. I think Coutinho does more than edge Wendia if they're both at top form. But I just don't think that Coutinho would be at top form for the for the whole of the season, as we've already seen. I think he goes oh, yeah. Whereas Wendia, I don't, think... I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone plays, nobody plays for their full capacity all season. Do There's going to be periods where they drop into a lull. It's a, it's a hypothetical question because we won't be talking <laughs> Tammy Abraham, I want to thought. So um, we'll move on. We'll stick with Coutinho though from Holly. She says, does Coutinho offer us enough to warrant his high wages? If his form does drop next season after signing him this summer, we end up with a 29, 30-year-old on the highest wage we've possibly ever paid. I'm going to name drop and say that I met him today. I met Coutinho today. I just thought I'd name drop him. There. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think after the Norwich game, if anyone watched my video, I did a little um, you know, review at the end. and Coutinho started to, not grind on me, but he started to frustrate me. Sort mm. of, okay, when he's, you know, the Southampton 4-0 game, when he's at top form and the start of the Tottenham game as well, he would could have easily got three assists there. Um, when he's when he's on that sort of form, he's he's world class, and we haven't got anybody like that in the Villa squad. But just, that Leicester away game, the Norwich game, just wasn't quite there, was it's, he? And he, he really kind of missing. Is some of that just the fact that Villa are a struggling side, though, a side that's going to finish thirteenth or something? If Coutinho was playing for Arsenal, getting into the top four or West Ham this season, would we be looking at a different player just because of his environment? Yeah, that's true, actually. I think if Coutinho was in the Villa side of last season when we were at top form, you know, we were fifth mm. at Christmas last season. So, instead of Barclay. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, It's a different story. I mean, none, none of us will know, but yeah, it's a good point. Um, I don't know. Like you said, I think we've got Buendia. We've got that play there. And if Coutinho is going to warrant £33 million, which is, is a snip, it's just his wages, which are outrageous. Um, yeah. It just worries me about stunting Buendia, who is getting 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, and when he came on against Norwich, instantly involved and like he could create and score. And if he if he gets a run of ninety minutes every week, who knows the Buendia we could see? But it's it's a really really tough one. I think I'd like to see how the rest of the season pans out to then make a decision on Coutinho. But it's it's a massive massive decision. But some of the things he does is is incredible. I just think it worries me that he goes missing. Yeah, I know there's another couple of Coutinho questions later, so we'll we'll leave it for a little bit and come back. Uh, Villa Park redevelopment from Adam Hewitt. He says on the on the redevelopment of Villa Park, would you prefer a bowl type stadium or keeping it as four individual stands? I can already tell. I can just saw your face in the little window down the bottom, scrunching your nose up. No one wants a bowl, do they? No, I'm I'm very much a traditionalist when it comes to stadiums. Mm. Like for example, Leicester Southampton, copy and paste, change the colour of the seats. It's just. <laughs> It just lacks character massively. Um, I love the tradition of Villa Park. Just little things like stained glass windows and just just little historical bits. And I just think go for something unique um, in terms of it. Okay, yeah, fill the corners in, but don't do uh, Southampton, Leicester. Just don't do any of that. Just make it unique and make it our own. Um, I'm really excited about the redevelopment of the North Stand. Yes, I'd quite like to move there if possible, if I could, because I can't really see much from where I sit in the upper <laughs> hole. I mean, it's it's brilliant having that vantage point and stuff, but I think 
it's very far away and yeah the atmosphere is class but that's a different story um but no i'm, ex- I'm excited about the north stand and i'm excited to see the plans as well um can't wait to mm. do them i was just gonna make a joke there about eyesight just so i could get a, a nice segue <laughs> into into this question from pat uh who has the better glasses me or villa on tour you do look uh, there's a little like um, pat's profile picture is like a cartoon and could you look very similar yeah. It yeah. could be you, yeah. Do you ever get that? The same glasses as well. They're probably the same glasses, just circles. This, this is the thing. I included this as kind of like a jokey question. I'm not a glasses wearer. I'm not a glasses connoisseur. To me, they look identical. So I'm going to say 50 <laughs> 50. I've got no preference. Okay, I'll take that. Um, yeah, you've never seen me and Pat on the same podcast. So we might be the same person. Although I did meet him for the exactly. first time, actually, a couple of weeks ago in um, the Windsor in Birmingham. Um, top lads. But yeah, you'll never see us in the same place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another question about. Um, your video background uh what is the town in that black and white wallpaper in the background of a lot of your videos and i had to go back and find a screen grab of this to to put up so there it is oh, it's also it's a, it's a terrible uh, screenshot i do apologize <laughs> um cut out steven gerrard which yeah questions about that but what is that background i don't know i don't know <laughs> that that room used to be my sister's and that was the wallpaper there and it's never been changed because I think it's okay. And I don't, I don't know. If anybody does know, let us know. But I couldn't tell you. <laughs> tell me more about that Gerard cutout. Where on earth did you get that from? Amazon. Absolutely. Why? Well, I wouldn't say... Funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's talk about new signings. Piers Noble, who's your number one preferred option for us to sign in the summer of, in the following positions? Uh, you don't have to answer all four if you can't think of any. Centre-half, DM, central midfield and striker. Priority is defensive midfield and mm. another midfielder. For me, I think we need two midfielders. Um, but your priority has got to be that that number six. Um, there's the, is it Kamara, the one from Marseille? I don't watch. I keep saying I don't watch this, that, and the other. I don't watch enough European football. And I think when we're linked with a player like that, people on social media like to act like they've watched him all season. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. I think you've got to go for that sort of mobile number six who can pick up the ball and carry it. Um, who is also defensively minded, which I think you're missing out on, like someone like mm. Louise, uh, but someone who's more probably technical, technically gifted than the canvas, sort of like a mix and match of, of two that you kind of take that level up. Yeah, um, agreed. I think, yeah, and you've got to get a number eight in as well. I think if you offload potentially, you obviously Sanson for me is out the door. You've got to replace them. Ramsey's had a brilliant season. McGinn is okay, can be in- inconsistent, but I think there's nobody on the bench there realistically can come on. Um, it'd be that proper number eight. So I think a number eight, number six for me, can't give you too many names. Um, but And then a centre-back as well, actually. I would quite quite like a centre-back. If Conser leaves, you're looking for that that top oh, quality yeah. top quality level centre-back that could potentially go there next to Mings. I don't know if Chambers could potentially be a starter. I'm not sure. If you want to take Villa to that next level, I'm not sure. I think he's a brilliant squad player. really, really is. And I think he's done really well in the last few weeks. But I'm not sure he's right up there yeah i think that's it really i think going forward we've got we've got talent it's just getting the best out of them for me you could argue we need a, a center half to replace courtney halls even if it wasn't a starter for you if you still had mings chambers and country as you three and then somebody else if if one of those center half goes you certainly need one to come in and, and be a starter um the midfield is is the obvious one isn't it i think timmy Raboonham, does that change plans slightly i know he's only had one start but he's, he's now in and amongst that first team squad i mean he might have a loan next season but would that change your thinking at all? Not that we don't need to sign a DM, but there's someone else now that you can select. Yeah, 100%. I don't think it changes 
you know, what the recruitment, you know, importance would be in the summer. But I think he's definitely a great option. Um, I was really impressed with him at the weekend. I don't think he looked out of place. I think, OK, mm-hmm. he gave the ball away a couple of times, but it's only natural. Like, like Who said, doesn't? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I don't think he looks out of place and he's still very, very young. Um, so I'd probably start him on Saturday as well. I, I didn't do mm-hmm. anything wrong, give him a bit of game time, a bit of confidence. Uh, but yeah, it's just great to have another option, isn't it? And, you know, Nakamba, Tim and potentially another number six. It's, it just fills it out a little bit more. Yeah, so midfield options would be McGinn, Ramsey, Irabunum, Nakamba. That's four. And then a new DM and a new number eight. That's who you'd be selecting from. So no Louise, no Sanson. And that's it, I think. From yeah, I think current that's players. It, yeah. Um, Travelling to games, Michael Pearson. He says, your job was hindered somewhat with the travel before COVID. Um, have you been able to find the balance between work and doing Villa on tour? He also said, thanks for all you do. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I got a job in the sort of middle of lockdown, sort of September 2020 time. And that was like when it was like fully behind closed doors. So it was difficult to sort of, because it's Villa on tour, you know, we were all about going to games, mm. traveling to away games, getting up at silly o'clock, et cetera. So it was difficult. And that's why there was a sort of pause in the channel. Um, but yeah, there is a good mix there, to be fair. I brought the channel back. It's going better than ever. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's great to have a mon- uh, Monday to Friday job and then switch off at the weekends um, and get up at half five to go to Burnley on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is that what time you go? Half five? I don't know actually. I think the coach is That's at half sad. seven. The coach is at half seven, so six half six. Question from Kieran Conway. He says, if you could bring back any previous player to improve the current squad, who would you pick? <laughs> the best player that I've ever seen in terms of going to matches is Ben Teke. Um, I just, really? Nice. Interesting. Yeah, well, yeah, they were Jack. It's those two that are the best I've seen. I just think, given the ball, it'll put it in the back of the net. Put the ball in the box, cross it, whatever. It, feet, heads, penalties, whatever. Put it into the box and Venteke will put it in. I just think we've missed that a little bit this season. Um, just Watkins has frustrated me a little bit. I think, yeah, he's got, you know what? He's got a decent number of goals now, but just... Leicester away springs to mind where he got the ball and it just kind of bounced off his knees and just couldn't quite mm. get it undo. It just hasn't quite happened. Um, you're the obvious ones you've got, like Gareth Barry, just exactly what we need defensive midfielders, move the ball on. Um, but I'd go Benteke, get 20 goals. James Phelan, would you sign Gino if it meant the sale of Wendy had to happen? As Gerald has said, that they can't play together. Today, I went to Bodgemore Heath and watched, watched the players train as part of um, a Luke event. And Gary McAllister was was doing like the intro, saying hello to everyone. And a bloke in the a bloke in the audience crowd was said, "Oh, start boy dear," which I thought was a little bit weird, but fair enough to him. Um, and McAllister said, "Oh, that means dropping Coutinho." Like, so why can't they play together? Surely, I don't know. I'd, I just like I'd quite like to see it. Bailey's out now. He looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks at least, maybe for the rest of the season. Try it, Buendia. Maybe start them on the right hand side. I think you discussed it in the mm-hmm. in the post match videos and you know, after Norwich, like how do they all fit in? But Coutinho in the ten, Buendia out wide. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's doable, isn't it? I think it's doable, and I, I'd like to see it. Both extremely creative. Maybe not, you know, it doesn't hit you with pace, but neither does neither does Bailey at the moment, and neither does Villa as a whole. So I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see it, and I'm dodging the question here. But record signing, Buendia. I'd probably keep him. So I'd say no to Coutinho and put all my faith in, in Buendia and the people around him, partly because of the money and what we've already seen already. Yeah, I think the realistic answer from that question is that the, the purchase of Coutinho wouldn't mean the sale of Buendia, but it certainly creates that conversation of how do you fit 
how do you fit two players of a similar position in, in the side? But yeah, you're right, Brendia off the right, Coutinho in the 10. It's it's who plays off the left-hand side if you are playing with with you know wingers effectively. I know Brendia's not a winger, but if someone's on the right, someone's got to play on the left for balance. Is that Ollie Watkins playing off the left? Is it Bertrand Traore coming off the left out of nowhere? Like that would... It's a, a different problem in itself, doesn't it? So, or Buendia is an eighth. Well, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, Ramsey, Iruburn, and Buendia was a three or something like that, maybe. I'd like to see Gerard try that towards the end of the, just try, try something different. We've got nothing to lose. It's yeah. not been we've not been firing whatever we've been doing in the last few months. So, just try and see how it goes. It's concept kits. Who is this? Paul Henson. Uh, I recently saw a couple of fans liking a claret blue quartered shirt. Real big clubs, in quotes, don't let shirt manufacturers dictate. For example, have you ever seen Celtic, Liverpool or Man United in stripes? I feel like, ah, oh, claret body, blue sleeves. I do love a, a football shirt. I've got pretty much... Well, yeah, you've I'd got a big collection. Like, I do have a big collection. Um, Favourite kit? I like the away. I think it's 96 to 97, 96 to 98, something like that. I think it's blue the one with the... Blue sort of top half, claret ring, and then white at the bottom. Um, yeah, Colin White. Blue, I yeah. think I've pictured in that. Yeah, that's that's one of my favourite ones. Uh, obviously, the Luke Home one. But that even that one is one that everybody raves about, and that's got claret sleeves. Mm. But I don't know. Is, I think shirts, If you, when you're thinking back to shirts, I think you just base it on success. Obviously, if we'd come 15th in that Luke season, would everyone be raving about the kit? Don't know. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, lovely kit, but would everyone be going as mad about it if we if we came fifteenth in the championship? I don't know, but yeah, it, it is it is a beauty, and I love concept kits as well. I love kit season things like that, so can't wait for it. Who've we got? It's it's Castor, isn't it? Next season, Castor is yeah. It's it's, it's still kind of saying rumored to be Castor at this stage, okay. but it's, it not seems confirmed. to be that them. Yeah, it's not confirmed, but you know, there's no smoke without fire. Is it? it sounds like it'll be them. And okay. to be fair, some of their stuff. Is all right. The Wolves and Newcastle stuff's decent. It's expensive. The training I'll, stuff is worth it. Yeah, expensive. When yeah. we went to the uh, Newcastle shop before we played them away, they had like these Castor jackets which just looked like standard jackets. Oh, 180 quid or something outrageous. Mm. So I don't look yeah. forward to that. But as long as they're, they're better quality than, than the Kappa ones. Talking about spending, Charlie says, how much money do you think you've spent on away days throughout the years? Have you ever totaled it up? Good to think. I don't yeah. know. If we break it down, I think I'm over 21 now. So I'm into, for the majority of away games, I'm into the adult £30 bracket, uh, which mm. isn't, isn't ideal. Um, but you've got £30 match ticket there, coach anywhere between 15 and 25, and then all the other things, you know, food, drinks, etc. So I dread to think, to be honest, but I don't 100 know. Quid, 100 quid in a away game over? As an average, mm, something like that? Maybe less. a little bit less. Yeah, it depends. So it's probably, you're talking at least a couple of thousand a season but I don't know it is it's it's an expensive hobby but it's one of the best hobbies I'll put it that way <laughs> <laughs> um following up from that then Carl says anyone coming to Perth for Villa Man United is that is that a bit out of the out of the reach or are you on off to Australia in the summer someone pay for it <laughs> so it's a very <laughs> yeah. very expensive trip um I'd, I'd love to I'd absolutely love to that'd be like once in a lifetime sort of thing but I think I might give that one a miss I think Villa said that they they do a European one when they get back. I think it's the week mm. before the season starts. So hopefully I'll do do European one. But I just think Australia is probably a little bit too far for me. Yeah, um, 
I couldn't. To be fair, a lot of people say, you know, oh, you talk about Grealish a lot, blah, 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 I'll give it a rest now. All these questions have been fan submitted, and there's two Grealish related ones. So let's get those out of the way now. Hypothetical, and I called him a cheeky scamp on Twitter for sending this, Carl Palmer. Hypothetically, Jack Grealish is available for 70 million in the summer. Do you go in for him? No. 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 But too no, much, too expensive, think... doesn't fit. Why? Yes, the money aspect, I, I think 70 is a lot. I think for me to say yes, you're probably talking 40. And I know that's unrealistic, but I don't, I'm not that bothered. I don't want him. He's at Man City now. Yes, he'd be, he'd be good, etc. But we've got Buendia. I'd rather, I'd rather get Coutinho. I don't know. I'm starting something now. I don't know. My simple <laughs> answer is no. My simple answer is no. I think I've, that ship has sailed. I'm over it. I don't hate him anymore. I've moved on. I've, yeah, I, I, no. Emi Buendia is a better player slash has the potential to be a better player than Jack Grealish. Discuss. Again, simple answer. I'll probably say no. I, I think, what is he, a couple of years younger than Jack? Two or three? Um, I don't know. I just think, okay, Jack was doing it probably at Buendia's age in the championship. And I don't know. I just don't really see it. I just think when Jack was on the ball, he was just extremely unique. One of the one of the best players I've seen in the Villa shirt. Just think he had that that swagger, didn't he, Jack? I just thought he was he was something unique. The way he carried the ball, okay, he probably didn't score as many goals as he wouldn't have liked, but wasn't really his game. Just I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say no, but I hope he does. I hope Wendy has the potential to be as good as Jack because we've got a serious player on our hands. But yeah. I'd, prob- I'd probably say probably not. Wendy is actually only a year younger than Jack. I did oh, think really? he was more, I thought he'd be two or three. To be fair, Wendy's um, birthday is also on Christmas Day. So, fun fact yeah. for you there. Neville's Overlap, who is this, Keelan? Why is no Villa fan being on Gary Neville's Overlap show with all the other fan channels on that? Have you ever been invited to that, is my question. It's probably when the biggest the first Villa time community one. The first time I'd heard of the whole Overlap thing was the Gerard interview recently. I, I, I didn't even really? know. Really? heard of it before that? No. I, I didn't even oh, know yeah. there was fan channels that, that... Oh, was that the thing, you know... When him and Carragher are like doing the presentation, they're at the front. Have you got all the fan channels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know that's what it was. Um, yeah, right. Okay. But no, I haven't been invited. I'd love to, but yeah, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. A lot of talking about is about Man United and Liverpool. So you probably get, it's one of those things so that, that you probably get invited to. To like, yeah, yeah, tick the box having every club there, and then they'll put, post the video, and you won't even be in it because they exactly. won't even speak about Villa. I think we've got we've got one more question before the final one. Um, Underrated moment. Did you think of anything mm-hmm. to come back to it at the end? There was a comment, so that's why I brought it up. David Starr yeah. said Ramsey's first goal against Arsenal for underrated moment of the season. Yeah, Not maybe like the, the springboard for Ramsey's. It's a good season. chat, actually. It was a very, very good goal. Um, but I just think we were 3 0 down at the time, I think. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the away end had gone, but the people that were there, yeah, it was a top quality goal right into the top corner. Um, so it's nice for him to, to get off the mark in, in style there. Um, but yeah, not really much else to be fair. I think his goal against Norwich, but I wouldn't say that was very much underrated. I think when he signed the contract, there was a lot of hype and, and talk around that being his best goal, etc. Um, and that was good fun to see how much he, he loved that as well. You could see the passion there. So probably go with that one. Final question was from Villa Home and Away, your alternative account, I assume. Uh, do you think Villa fans will be as bored with Wembley visits and midweek championship, champions, championship, midweek Champions League games like Man City if they were in the same position years on? Yeah, I mean, firstly, we've got to get there, which would be a <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'd snap your hand off to go to a Thursday night game against Sparta mm. Prague. I'd just... 
Oh, it'd just be fantastic because I'd I'd never seen I've never seen anything like that in terms of a European game and the Wembley days are just special. Um, any Villa fans who were at the playoff final, the even though we lost the Carabao Cup final, it was just a, a fantastic, fantastic day out. And I don't think it would ever get old. Not not with me, but yeah, they're, they're the they're the best days of the season. I think the, the Wembley days out and then the Euro, the yeah. European preseason games as well. It's just that you know that family feel. Everyone is there together having a good time and they're the best days. I mean, you're playing football to compete in competition. So if you end up reaching the end of a competition and going to a final, I don't care how many times you win it, I just don't see how that would ever get boring. But you see, I remember the 2010 one, the Carling Cup final with Man United when we left the stadium you know, five, ten minutes after full time or whatever as the losing side and you're walking outside the, the stadium and there's Man United fans everywhere. It's like, it's like it was the same even, with the Carabao You haven't even been handed the... Yeah, Man City the same. You've not even handed the trophy yet and you already yeah. left. So I, I can't compute what that must be like. Um, so yeah, Villa fans, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that ever being the case. Um, that's all the questions that we've had submitted from fans before this podcast. Oh, here's a question from Adam Wright, just to end. Lingard available for for the free for, for a free in the summer, yes or no? For free? I love a freebie. Wage is probably wage is probably quite big. Um nah, realistically, no. I think there's there's more positions that probably take your priority um, that we've already discussed, but nah, probably not. Yeah, if you sign Coutinho and you've still got Buendia, Lingard doesn't play anyway, so not, yeah. not for me. Uh, Max, thank you very much for your time and appearing on the Clark Blue podcast. We do appreciate it. Appreciate it as well, mate. Nice one. Really enjoyed it. We'll be back then on Saturday. Thank you very much for watching and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.